was a dark and stormy <laughs> night. Dude, that was scary. That was sick, Yo, that, that seriously must have hit just out here. That's that crazy. Was awesome. That was scary. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Vintage Horror Podcast, where we talk about all horror, not just the vintage kind. I'm your host, Kyle, and with me today, I have Mark. Hey, what's going on? And Rob. Greetings and salutations. Today, we will be talking about The Prowler from 1981, but first, let's crack a cold one open with the boys. All right, boys. Rob, what's up, man? Tell us uh, what's been up. Nothing crazy. I've been trying to catch up in Fortnite because... I have not been able to play as much as I wanted to, so I'm struggling as the season comes to a close, trying to get to tier 100 so I can get that final battle skin, or battle pass skin, so that sucks, but you know, it is what it is, it's what happens when you're not a pro like you guys. Well, you know, it happens. I gotta get on that level. Comic-Con's going on, I've been trying to keep up with all the stuff out of there, It's it's been a little crazy, a lot of stuff for Marvel Phase 4 announced, a lot of horror news coming out i know i saw something about two sequels for halloween i'm sure mark's gonna want to elaborate on that a little bit because i know halloween's like a near and dear franchise to his heart but apparently i don't know correct me if i'm wrong mark they're saying there's gonna be two sequels halloween kills and halloween ends was that correct yeah that's uh pretty accurate okay did you watch the like little teaser? Yeah, I saw the little teaser for it. That's pretty cool. Um, I don't think there's anything like new in it. No, right? no, it's, it's a lot of house burning. It's like yeah. recycled footage. It's like just footage, little extra footage from 2018. Yeah, just with like the words "Halloween Kills" and "Halloween Ends." I'm hoping John Comper- John Carpenter comes back and does the soundtrack for both of them. I think he is. That'd be really I, cool. I, I would assume I, so because I appreciated that in 2018. I liked that. So, but other than that, I'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff going on. That I just am completely out of loop about because I've been working like a dog and it's 100 degrees here. That's about it for me. I can't really... Th- if I think of something else, I'm sure I'll just interrupt somebody. So, what about you, Mark? Rob, didn't you go to Boston? Did we talk about that? Oh, my God. I went to Boston. Did I talk about... No, because you just got <laughs> oh back like God. four days ago. Did you go last Yo, weekend? That is how lost I am. Yes. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to Boston. We spent three days in the city it was probably the best trip i've ever taken um this i love the city of boston it's a really clean city it's got a lot of stuff to do i we did the freedom trail i forgot to wear sunscreen i regretted it so you really don't realize how long that thing is until you're like oh i think this is the end then you gotta walk across a bridge I don't even know what that is. Is it like a no, walking no tour? So it starts, yeah, it's like it starts in Boston Commons and it takes you on a walking tour to like all the major revolutionary sites like the site of the Boston Massacre, the site of Bunker Hill. And 
Bunker like, Hill, the golf course in New Jersey. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> you guys walked over here. <laughs> what about the tea party? So yeah, I don't know if you know this. Party. You can still taste the tea in the harbor. It's still down there. I just walked down there with a cup. Got yourself some freshly brewed iced tea. Freedom tea. 1776. So we did whale watching, which was cool. Saw a few humpback whales, which was really nice. They came pretty close up to the boat. That was pretty incredible. Ended up going to Rhode Island on the way home. Went to Providence and went to the Roger Williams Zoo in Providence. You piece of shit. What? You heard me. Isn't the Providence, isn't that um, where... Yes. Rhode Island Comic Con is. Yes, at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. At the Dunkin' Donuts Center. No one should go to zoos. All the animals should be free. Well, I I was very happy because I got to see one of my favorite animals. I got to see red pandas. Those are cool. Would you get to see the baboon with the big ass? (laughs) I asked. and I I literally asked somebody. I was like, is a baboon a monkey or an ape? And they're like, yeah. I was like, this this has been helpful. Uh, But yeah, I, I highly recommend anybody who goes. Really, after like two or three days, you're kind of tapped out. Like there's not a lot of... You know, you kind of hit all the major spots. We went to the aquarium in Boston, which Fucking was cool. Piece of shit. Yo, he's free all the fishes. He hates everything. <laughs> he doesn't like any kind of enslavement. No. Oh my god! Unless when he's playing Zoo Tycoon, he puts them all in the cages. <laughs> No, no, he lets him free. He literally lets him free. Are you serious? Just let them kill the fucking people going to pay to visit. Dude, I hope you. I really hope you get Jurassic World Evolution at some point and just start <laughs> let the raptors go. Oh my! Well, dinosaurs god. are fake, so. <laughs> so they're allowed to be in, in, enslaved. Yes, in, they're fake. In camp, they're fake news. They're fake news. So yeah, that was uh that was awesome. Had way too much seafood. It was very very good. Spent a lot of money. Is what it is. But it's been a long time since I took a trip. I don't think the last. I can't remember the last time I actually took like a a few days away from home. Yeah. So it's really great. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, when I got back, came back into a heat wave. Started working outside. Hated my life. So that's where I'm at. Thank you, Mark, for reminding me about what I do in my life. Yep. I got to remind everyone everything. I appreciate that. So now... Don't worry. Mark will start talking about what he's been up to, and I'll have to remind him. So <laughs> Go for it. We hold each other accountable. Well, it's, it's the process. It's your turn, so what's up? All right. So what's up with me? Nothing. What's up with you, Kyle? <laughs> Just kidding, dog. You know. Um, so like Rob said, we had a bunch of Comic-Con news and other stuff like... Did everyone see the trailer for It Chapter 2? Yes. Yes. What are we thinking? Well, let me... I will go ahead and say it. I don't give a fuck. I think it looks overhyped again, and I think that it's going to rely way too much on CGI again. Controversial, Kyle's controversial. I don't care. It looks interesting to me. I'll, I'll check it out for sure. I think they did do a stupendous job on the cast. Like, the oh, adults yeah. look a lot like the kids, except for... Uh, well, I think it's the same character. It's just older, right? That's why I said the cast. Yeah, they're the same. It's the same person. They're just older. Oh, it's the kids. They just grew up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Except James McAvoy. I think he's the only person that like he doesn't fit. Well, you're racist. Because Bill, that's his name, right? Yeah. The Bill Hader. Kid, no, he's playing the, um, the main kid. He oh. he was like the tallest out of all of them, and then I think James McAvoy is like the smallest one. It looks weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like what happened to me in eighth grade. I was super tall, and then I just stopped growing. No, you were not. Don't don't listen to him. But Twitterverse. Yeah, I'll check. That looks interesting. Still looks better than the TV part two. I, wow. I liked wow. in the I liked in the trailer. Like wow, if I'm there's, controversial. If there's one scene in the trailer that I think I liked a lot, um, it was in the mirrors, like going to the funhouse mirrors, and I know like 
that kind of relies on CGI a yeah, lot. Sure does. But I don't like fun houses to begin with, so like the mirror stuff, like that's real creepy to me. It's the same exact effect that they used like in the first part, the first movie. Looks yeah. good. Um, then we also had the Three from Hell trailer. Did you guys see that? Sure didn't. You didn't watch it? No, no, I okay. haven't seen it yet. If well, that came talk. out. No, it's fine. Um, it it looks as expected. I never saw Devil's Rejects all the way through in one sitting. Okay, though, so so, so you, don't even worry about it. So, but it looks as expected, basically. Like when I saw the trailer, I said, "Okay, it makes sense." Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we got ha- Halloween. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Them announcing two at the same time because basically it means the second one's just the bullshit. You know Michael's not going to die. You know Lori's not going to die. Oh, like the they, one in the middle. Yeah, there's, that's okay. bullshit. That doesn't. They should have never did that. They should have announced, like, made the movie, and then maybe after did like an after credit scene or something like that. Like that would have been much cooler to like. Now I know going in next October or whenever it comes out that this is just, um, how do you say it? Um, filler. Almost? Filler. Yeah, it's basically yeah. a filler. Yeah, but what if it's really good? That's cool with me. Like Halloween 2018 wasn't the best movie. I enjoyed it, but it has to be good. This movie has to be good for anyone to care about it. I mean, I could see them doing something crazy like killing. I mean, here we go back to resurrection, but killing Laurie Strode. Well, she signed on for both movies. Yeah, I know, but. And uh, she's like an executive producer. Yeah, she's there's not going. Yeah, because I like, but see now that we know unless that she comes, unless she gets killed and comes back with the ghost and a horse and the third one, <laughs> I really hope they never ever do that ever again. Yeah, I I, I know what you mean. That, that's kind of shitty. But other than that, uh, I saw that movie Crawl, the alligator movie. How was that? Uh, um, it reminded me of like um, do you know what that is, Rob? You saw that trailer for that Lake Placid in Vegas. Basically, it's like. It might be like something that should have been on Netflix or something like. That's what I said when I saw the trailer. I was like, "Is this a Netflix or an Amazon film?" Yeah, it honestly reminded me of something like that, which isn't a bad thing because Hush is on Netflix. I like that movie. A lot of people said it was good though, it, like really good. I enjoyed it, but some of it is unrealistic. Like when stuff happens with the alligators and they do stuff, I'm like, "This, this would." I've seen alligators in the wild before. <laughs> they don't do like this stuff. Yeah, they just kill kids in Disney. Basically, yeah. So, I still. Um, much rather watch Lake Placid than that movie, but it was enjoyable for an hour and a half. Also, I uh, went to the Yankees game the other day with my dad. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> it was 100 degrees outside. Did they win? Yeah, they won, but we left at like the fifth inning. Or so. <laughs> it was so fucking hot. And I don't like baseball, so. Yeah. And the dudes in front of us were just so obnoxious, and I just wanted to beat them up. And But I got a cheesesteak for $11, so it was pretty good. That's actually not bad. Wait, from the stadium? Yeah. Oh, that's honestly Well, it's smaller yeah. than my water bottle, so. Oh, maybe <laughs> that is bad. Never I mind. got that and a drink for $20. It was a slice of roast beef on a roll. Like It was from Jersey Mike's. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Wizard World Pittsburgh next weekend, or this weekend, but the time they listen to this, it will be like a week before. It might even have already happened. Well, it's going to happen because it's this weekend. And we still have a, one to come yeah. out this Wednesday, then this yeah. one comes out next week, so I'll have already been there. Other than that, not too much. Uh, nothing else going on, you know. Well, Madden twenty comes out this week, so I'll be playing that on Thursday. No more Fortnite for the rest no, of forever. I'll be playing that because next week, next week the next Fortnite season comes out. Also this week, Orange and New Black comes out. The last season. Wow. So there's a lot going on. Could not care any less about Orange and well, New Black. You're an asshole. <laughs> well, Kyle, what have you been up to, man? Well, I was just on call for a week. Uh, so I didn't do too much. 
but um, actually it got in the way of Community Day in Pokemon Go. I'm a big Pokemon Go player. So, so you miss Community Day? Which yeah, is I miss what? Community Day uh, in Pokemon Go. It's usually where they release a Pokemon shiny form and they spawn like a lot for three hours. And uh, the only three hours I didn't want to work this weekend were between four and seven. And I got called in around 2.30. So I worked from like three to 7.15. So it's exactly when I didn't want to be work- at work. That's not too bad though. Making money. Gotta live. You know, sometimes I'd rather play Pokemon. That's but you need money to play Pokemon because you buy I the Poke coins. Only barely hit overtime though, so like to me it was almost not worth it. Yeah, uh, to come in on a weekend at least. Um, I tried a Chalupa from Taco Bell for the first time ever, and I gotta say, I think it's life changing. As much as I love Taco Bell, I've always just like stuck to things like cheese grated to crunch because that's magnificent but chalupas are really fucking good oh, i no. actually tried one yesterday for the first time ever too and what what do you think though it was good yeah it's really i just good. always thought they looked so fucking big like the shell so yeah. like, that's gross me too. i gotta pop my chalupa cherry and i yeah. had it yesterday and i said wow that's really good so i had yeah. another one today yeah me too so i'm gonna have uh, diabetes soon so <laughs> yummy um i know before we recorded last time, Nick Frost was announced that he's not going to be going to Monster Mania. Yeah. But they also announced that Mankind, Mick Foley's like not going. And uh, so I'm going to be saving more money at Monster Mania, I guess. But they did add Ric Flair. I'm not He's getting the Ric Flair drip, you know? Ric Flair woo. almost died. He can't even woo anymore. He just, I just did it for him. Oh, uh, well, that's You know what's bad. annoying about that is everyone's going to keep doing that the whole time. I'm about to say, like, I wonder how many, like, how he feels not being able to do it anymore. And just, he can do it. It's just, just but, like, not as good. No. But, like, just as fan after fan after fan comes up. Whoa. Do you know who Hacksaw Jim Duggan is? Duggan? Yeah. Anytime he's at a convention, people just walk by him and go, oh, and he does it right back to him. Like, see, yeah. he loves the attention. So, yeah. oh my good for God. him. It's fucking wild. Like, I remember one Comic Con. Maybe it was the one I was there with Andrew, the first Comic Con. No, it was when we went. I'm saying the first one I ever went oh. to, I'm pretty sure he was there, me and Andrew. And we were like far away. And we heard like some guy like, oh, and then across like the convention center, you hear Hexel fucking do it back. And then everybody erupts doing it. So, yeah, but I, I mean, that has nothing to do with this Monster Mania, but I'm going to be saving money at Monster Mania pretty much. Um, Marvel, pretty much. That the only other thing is Marvel uh, announced some stuff at uh san diego comic-con and i know this isn't a marvel podcast but it's something i'm interested in and they announced pretty much all of phase four and i think i'm a little more excited than i thought i'd be for phase four because after like i said before after endgame i kind of thought like i don't give a fuck anymore about any of this well i read they wanted to make this like this the start of this phase like not avengers-esque like make it less about the avengers yeah well it's like to get away from that yeah, because they know they can't do it again. Or they can't compete at that level. Also, I don't know if you guys knew, Avengers took over Avatar for the number one movie in the world. Holy shit. Yep. I thought... It happened yesterday. It happened Saturday. I thought it wouldn't. Honestly. Yeah, it happened Saturday. Yeah, I, I think what I'm excited about with Phase 4 is that with Avengers Endgame, they've tied up... You know, they've tied up a lot of the storylines of Phase 1, 2, and 3 nicely. And what I like about going into Phase 4 is now we have room to breathe. And bring in some new IPs and tell some different individual stories and begin the weaving process again. So it's kind of a little bit like, obviously you have continuations from Phase 3. But then you're going to have a couple stories here that are, um, I'm trying to think, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. But there are a couple new heroes being introduced and new Shang chi yeah yeah which what's funny about that is that dude was on Twitter like four years ago tweeting said, yo Marvel call me, let's talk, I want to do this. Like that guy was like tweeting them years and years ago, 
And then they got him to do it. That's wild. And Mahershala Ali's coming in to play Blade. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and I'm not quite sure if that's a Marvel standalone or the ring Blade to the yeah, MCU. I was just telling him that I read that they said it has nothing to do with Marvel. Right. It's just that he called them. Like that guy, Mahershala Ali, called the dude and was like, yo, I want to do Blade. And he said, all right, let's do it. I mean, he's, so it's not going to get like um, intertwined or no. it's not like, part we're of the not, same universe. We're not going to see Blade cutting off vampire heads and Spider-Man being like, hey, what's going on, Mr. Blade? How are you? Yeah. But didn't they? So I guess is Morbius still going to be a thing? They talked. I remember I read that, but they also said like whoever the dude is in charge. I don't know his name that runs it. Richard something. I don't know what he is. He said like, yeah, Captain Captain America, Captain Marvel 2, uh, Black Panther 2. Fantastic Four. We just can't talk about it. We just have all this yeah, stuff. But he at, didn't mention Morbius at the end of the yeah at the end of the um conference. I, he might have. I don't know. They were like he was like, listen, I know we talked about all these IPs up here today, but uh, we didn't have we can't really talk about these yet. But obviously, in the future, we're going to talk about Captain Marvel two, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Well, what's weird about Guardians is I could have sworn that they had said twenty twenty one. It no, it can't be because it's going to be. I know it, that it now. might be twenty twenty one, but. When they start filming, but it won't come out to 2022, probably. Yeah, because everything with, with Gunn, they had to push yeah. back. Yeah, I, I understand that because of Suicide Squad. But I'm saying I thought that they had said 2021 Guardians 3 already. But I guess not. I, that was the original plan. And they probably left that up. And what's weird is that they're doing a f- Thor 4, but he was with the Guardians. And he's technically slated at the end of Phase 4. Well, they didn't announce his either, I don't think. It did. Like when? They, 2021, they, 2021, yeah. 2021, yeah. end of phase four. That's wild. Yeah, it's, and November, I it's November 4th, 2024, I think. And Natalie Portman's back on. I, that's what I was going to say. I can't believe that Natalie Portman's back on um, because she fucking, like, was foaming at the mouth angry at Marvel after they got rid of the um, the director for from Thor 1 and 2. I think that she... But everyone, the guy that does the th- did the third Thor, everyone loves that dude. Taika Waititi. Yeah. Like, yeah. they love that guy. Except for Natalie Portman, because they fired a woman and brought him in, and she was like, what, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think that she got she got an extremely warm, like, after her cameo in Endgame, a lot of fans put out a huge amount of support for her in the community and, like, like begging what? her to come back. But I'm sure there were plans well ahead of time in the works for her to return. I'm assuming so, because, well, Endgame was all... Um, like old footage, she didn't record it. Right, it was recycled footage. Yeah, but she went to. I'm assuming that she was planning on coming back because she was at the premiere, and usually, and people were very surprised at that because she doesn't like to fuck with Marvel or wasn't. I mean, they right, probably paid her a boatload of money. That's too. what I'm saying. Also, yeah. her career is not exactly in stellar shape right this moment. She's doing bigger movies still. I would say, but right now, money wise, nothing's get bigger than Marvel. I'm sure she still gets yeah, they, some kind of money. They just announced too that um, since they bought the the Marvel for four million four billion dollars Disney, they made over eighteen billion dollars just in movies. Yeah, since two thousand nine. Wow. Oh yeah, and all the properties like yeah. toys or anything else that they like uh, attractions at their fucking theme parks do. They they're of course like that was an easy no brainer for Disney. Absolutely. Um, but my okay, so they announced a bunch of stuff for Disney Plus, which is going to be the streaming service. But my favorite thing that they announced. Hands down is the what if series. Oh my! I was gonna say that I I know I'm the on this podcast. I literally know the least amount of all what they're talking about. And that when I saw them do what if, I almost fucking cried. Yeah, like, I cannot wait to exciting. watch that. And the fact that it's animated and they can do whatever. And they're and most people are gonna be voiced by the same person. Yeah, it's so fucking sick, dude. I love what if comics, and I just hope they do it right. Yeah, I really do. Um, but that's pretty much it for me. So we'll move right into the top threes this week. 
This week, we are doing the top three movies that we think should be or could be remade or rebooted. That's the idea, right? Yeah, since we're all about the remakes, and, we don't and, hate them. Yeah. And just like, um, like not even like they should be or like we'd like to see them remade. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with Rob. That's the order I think we're going to stick to. Mm-hmm. Okay, works for me. Let's hear your number three. Cool, so... My number three is kind of an obscure film. I would like to see uh, the film Onibaba from 1964 remade. It's a cult classic film that not a lot of people have seen in the in the West, but in the East, it's considered an all-time classic. It was made by Toho, which is a massive film company in Japan uh, for as long as they've done theater. Toho is most famous, I think, in our in the in the West for either giant monster movies, the Godzilla franchises, um, or samurai films. So Onibaba was a cool film in 1964. It was a psychological thriller. Kind of a quick plot summary. Basically, um, a mother and a daughter in rural Japan basically are killing and thieving from uh, samurai, which is an extremely dishonorable act to survive in this hut and the young girl is haunted by this demon this onibaba that's kind of hunting that's kind of haunting her and making her feel trapped uh it's, it's a good psychological thriller i think that's something the 60s were good for and i just think that it's a film that it's beautiful to watch in black and white and i'm almost certain that at some point i'm gonna bring it up to do okay but um i just think today it there's a lot of artistic films coming out and a lot of people who are really kind of pushing it. And it's the kind of film that if you get a, the right director who's willing to try and be unique and willing to try and take an indie approach to it, it could be a really cool remake. And I, and I, I'm all for it. Um, Mark, what's up? Number three. So my number three is Ono Bob. No, I'm sorry. Cause I don't even know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Um, a movie that has been talked about they're going to do a sequel for, maybe a TV show. I know sci-fi was in the works to buy it. It's um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ooh. I've always loved that movie. I think it's hilarious. I don't know if it's considered a horror movie. I guess there's... Yes, it's definitely a horror movie. Whoa there, buddy boy. boy. You, might, you might be you saw it. You were scared when you were a kid. But it's been talked about by the Chiodo brothers forever to be like they wanted to do a sequel to it. Yeah, they wanted to do a TV show, and I I know I read somewhere that Sci-Fi was in talks to, to buy it and make a TV show. But maybe with Shutter they would buy it and do something with it. So I think it would be cool to see something like I don't maybe if they did a sequel. I don't know. Uh, it would be cool to see that over again. Yeah, I remember we talked about that a while ago, and that they were thinking about. And I think you told me that Sci-Fi was making yeah. a. But like sci-fi was in the the, the talks, talks by yeah. uh, critters, but Shutter got it. So. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say when you said that. I was okay. gonna say Shutter would probably step up and do that. Yeah, so I'd be, I think it'd be cool to see that as long as they were still involved in it some way. The Chiodo brothers. I would assume so because yeah. I'm assuming they have the rights to it. Yeah. And they don't do like a CGI clowns and stuff, and they have like, um, the puppets or whatever you call those fucker people. Puppeteers. Puppeteers, not puppeteers. They weren't even puppets, but. Some, but I think some of them were. Really. Yeah, suitmation, suitmation, basically. Yeah, so people in suits with well, the, the actual heads were puppets, and I think they had three for every single clown. Oh, really? Because yeah, I know they sure. repainted and used them in earnest 
scare stupid. So, so what's your number three, Kyle? Well, my number three is the Blair Witch Project. So they can finally fucking make Are it you good. Fucking serious? No. <laughs> so they can finally make it good. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, 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 this I'm is this week. It w- was it 20 years ago since that came out? That's I've been yeah. tagging Kyle in everything Blair Witch I see. Oh yeah, I was, I'm just joking. I'll fuck that movie forever. Um, no, Resident Evil. Okay. That's like, it falls under the horror, especially the first one. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, I, I love the first one, and I love the games, but, like, I feel like that series quickly went off the fucking rails, and... So you want them to redo the whole franchise, or just make one standalone good movie? One, and then see where it goes. If, it, if it's good enough, then yeah, why not make a series out of it? But, because I, like I said, I love the first one, I love it, but the second one's okay, I don't mind Apocalypse, and then after that, it kind of just, like really fast goes downhill entertaining for sure but not good Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's my number three what's up rob number two so my number two just make sure i have the date correct yep my number two is uh them from 1954 kind of a silly movie premise back in the day have you either of you guys the ants yes it's all the ants and there has actually been a pitch to remake this as recent i think as 2016 or 2015 um, I thought they made it already. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> there wasn't an answer in that. That movie's good. There wasn't an answer in that. Uh, I just think with modern, I mean, back in the day, considering what they had, like I'm, that movie was terrifying in the fifty, like back then, mm-hmm. like ridiculous. It, even today, if you watch it, like I feel like it holds up pretty well. So I enjoy it. It's one of the, it's one of my old time favorite creature features, and I really hope that um, I hope that if they do remake it, they do it justice. I think that they were talking about uh, one of the one of the things they were talking about doing, or one of the pitches was to make the not only if like the ants have to grow and get bigger, but that the ants also grow in intelligence too. So yeah, that's my number two. Them, nineteen fifty four, killer ants. Let's go. What's up, Mark? Number two. This is my I, my favorite zombie movie of all time. Return to Living Dead. I just want to see them do that over again. Not if they didn't, it's cool. Like um, but I'm saying like it, it wouldn't make me mad if they remade that because I love that movie. Would and you, I, what would you want it like the same like a comedy kind of basically horror? yeah if like with like some of like today's actors and stuff like that and actresses so keep the same premise. I don't know. I've always loved that movie. I even like this. I like the second one too. I think that one's good too. Um, I've only seen the third and fourth one a couple t- like one time each. I don't even know if there's a fifth one. I was gonna say I don't even I didn't even know there's a fourth one. I don't think. I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's um, wild. But not too much to say about that, other than I it would I know a lot of people in like the horror community would be very upset with that. They'd get over it. Yeah. So, what's your number two, Kyle? My number two is Jason Goes to Hell. That movie can go to hell. It's just not good. No. Like, redo that shit. It, it dude, with a badass title like that, Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, they should have been. If they, oh, if they remake it or reboot it, they could call it Jason Goes to Hell again. This time we're for real. Yeah, I don't, that could literally be the subtitle. This time we're for real. And I would still be like, yeah, this might have a chance. Yeah. Hell, Jason, hell on earth. There you go. What the fuck is wrong? Okay, no, he needs to go to hell. 
but hell comes to Jason. Jason goes to hell can go to hell. How about that? Yeah, that's what there you, you go. Yeah, so I just wish they would remake that and make it better. That movie is literally dog shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's my favorite one. When people franchise. say that's like one of like the, and when you I look on Instagram and people like rank their movies and that's one of like their top in their top five for Friday Thirteenth. So I'm like, do we see the same movie? And I get it. Like they they were taking chances on it, but I don't think they did it in the right way. That no. guy like literally. That was his first directing job, I think, and as like for a big film, and he like literally didn't know what he was doing. I think he wrote it and directed it. Oh my god, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. fuck, fuck that movie. I so. love, that that is my least favorite in the entire franchise. I would have to say probably for me too. The hundred percent me. I can't watch it straight through anymore. I can't even think of one that even comes close to that one. Seven. Seven's not as bad as you think it is. Yeah. I went back and watched it again. It's really not that bad. So what, what's your number one, Rob? My number one... Godzilla. They need to make it again. <laughs> no. More is, Godzilla. Uh, no. My number one's The Howling from nice I think they're doing that, aren't they? Which is... That is exciting because literally after I picked it this week at Comic-Con, uh, I think as of this weekend, the director of It Part 2 was asked on his panel, if you could remake one horror movie, what would it be? And he said, I would love to write and direct... A remake of The Howling from 1981, and I was so hyped about that because I don't know if you guys have seen The Howling. It I is, don't like The Howling. I, I I don't know why I like that movie a lot. You can like it. I really like that movie. Um, I like werewolf movies in general. Yeah. It, I was kind of tied in this one. I was gonna say Silver Bullet because mm-hmm. I would like you to see trap too much. I would like to see that movie remade. I think that this. I think if Silver Bullet was remade today and didn't have Gary Busey. Uh, <laughs> Yo, Gary they, cool. ca- they cast Gary Busey's son. Don't disrespect Gary Busey. Come on. I seriously, they could cast Gary Busey's son. I'd be so happy. He looks just like him, doesn't I he? I know. It'd be great. I don't even know who his son is. Something Busey. I forget his name. I but know. I think he looks just like him. He does. Is it Jake? Jake Busey? That might it, be I it. I thought that was his brother. That's his son? Yeah, it's his son. Get the fuck out well, of here. Well, his brother might be an actor, too. No. But his, no, it's, it's his, but his son is. And his son is like a spitting image of him. Yeah. He just he doesn't look as like, I got hit by a car esque. Or I was in a deadly motorcycle accident. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, motorcycle accident. I thought he, he got hit by a car. No, he, Jake is his fucking son. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just think that the Howling would be really cool to be remade. Silver Bullet could have been remade. I don't know. But I just, I, I noticed in recent years. There was like a kick from the late 70s up into the early 90s of werewolf films. And then they just dropped off. You had Underworld, which was like... But that wasn't exactly a werewolf movie. No, it was a werewolf vampire movie. Like the vampires yeah. were more of the pre- or the mainstay premise yeah, and the uh, werewolves were background characters. At least until like the third one. Third, yeah. Even the second like kind of had... But this, the third and fourth yeah. definitely brought in the werewolf. But like more. when I talk about traditional werewolf horror we haven't had one in a long time yeah so it'd be really twilight it'd be really cool to (laughs) please calm down jake uh it'd be really cool to see that genre come back with a remake of silver bullet or the howling that's jacob to you to be honest i think like vampire movies aren't really a thing either like they don't really you're so annoying. They really don't yeah. make many vampire movies either. I think Underworld did that out. I honestly think it oversaturated us with vampire. I knew it was more action movie, but like... Well, I'm saying vampire and werewolf. Like, they don't really make that kind of stuff anymore. Well, aren't they supposed to remake, like, all the Universal Monsters and stuff like the that? Wolfman already came out with fucking... What's his name? 
like did, 10 years ago. Did it? Yeah, fuck. What the fuck is that guy? Benicio Del Toro? Yeah. No. No, I think they're really supposed to remake all of them again. Again? And like the mommy was supposed to be like one, the one with T- Tom Cruise. Yeah, the dark universe. The mommy? Did yeah, the, mom- the mommy? Whatever the fuck it's called. The mommy. Um, <laughs> he like took over everything and changed everything and said, I want, and he like, he had producing rights and he made him the movie more about an action movie and wanted him to be in it more. And people were like, this isn't what we wanted to do. But they just let him do it anyway. I didn't see it because of that. I think they canceled that whole thing. They did. Universal's. They lost so much money yeah. on the mummy. No, it's the mommy. The mommy. Well, yeah. Wasn't there another one that came out too? But they. I know they talked about doing Invisible Man and like Dracula and stuff all again. But I guess I didn't know they canceled all that. But they did the mummy and something else. It's the mommy. What 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 other movie did they do? They fucking did one. There was another Ghost film. Dad with Bill Cosby from like nineteen eighty eight. That movie's good. <laughs> Another one in the dark universe? Yeah. A lot of people are reporting the, that the universe is, in fact, the dark universe is dead. Yeah, it is. They announced that. But the Invisible Man, it looks like it will go forward with a new director. Yeah, the only one... I wouldn't doubt that they redid that, but... The only one really attached... They still made to, money on that movie, The Mummy. Yeah, but how much? Not what they need to start a cinematic yeah, universe. Yeah, because they were two hundred million dollars base uh, over budget they made. Wow, but still, like like Rob said, that's not making a whole new universe kind of money. They probably like the thing is so many companies like DC and I guess like um, Universal saw things like the Avengers and they were like, "Holy fuck! Like let's do that," and none of them can copy it. Yeah, people need to, and that's why I, I hate to. I know we're not a Marvel podcast, but I hate to harken back to this, but that's why. Tony Stark became such a major player in general and was so honored because if Iron Man didn't do what it did, if it didn't make the bank that it did, it would not have set off the groundwork needed because he, when he for those movie companies, it's like striking gold. And it's the same thing with things like in the 1980s with Friday the 13th or in the 1970s with Halloween. It's like, "Oh my god, this made so much money. We have to make sequels." Except this time, they said, this made so much money, we can create films in interconnected universe. And I don't think until Avengers came out that they really knew what they were, like, the monster they had on their shoulders. And once Avengers came out, they were like, this works No, I think they knew before Avengers. When they started announcing things like Thor and Captain America, I think they realized. Yeah. So, uh, Dark Universe is dead. Yeah. So, whose pick was it? Mine now. I'm my number one. Okay. Which would be... I thought Rob was going to do this. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. From the Since the remake a couple years so ago. So you want to remake the remake? Basically give another shot at it because that wasn't... Like, I don't mind it as... Like, it's it's not the best, but I feel like it could be done better. And I know everyone hates that movie. And out of all four, like, the or the big, like, Leatherface, Michael, Jason, like, out of all those remakes and reboots and whatnot, I think that is the worst one. Out of all, yeah, of sure. all of them. Mm-hmm. So I think giving someone else another shot to do it, and even doing it, maybe even making another one with just Robert England. I think that'd be the only way to go. Yeah, It doesn't feel like Nightmare on Elm Street. It did, but it didn't at it, the same time. It if felt you, too generic, too. If you had to pick one actor to play Freddy, other than Robert England, for your for that remake, who do you think you'd pick? I, honestly, I don't even... I don't. I would have to take weeks to think about that. <laughs> weeks I don't know 
Kane Hodder. I'll know. get back to you in four weeks. <laughs> Next week's podcast. No, honestly, I can't even think of anyone off the top of my head right Will, now. Willem Dafoe. I was going to say um, the kid from, um, what's that movie called? Um, he makes out with Jennifer Anderson in it. Horrible the f- Bosses? No, fuck. They go on the family trip. Jennifer Anderson. We're the Millers? We are the Milners. <laughs> yeah, that kid. I think he should do it. He like is so old now. Yeah. I saw well, like they were recently? originally trying to cast him as Pennywise. Yeah, I know that. So that's why. No, but um, honestly, I don't know who could do it. But I think they should try try to give that another shot. I was either going to pick. The, well, I did pick Nightmare on Elm Street, but I was thinking about Psycho also. But it went mm. more so Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel you. What about you, Kyle? So my number one. I don't want to take no shit from you guys. Doesn't matter. Jason takes Manhattan. Is that a joke? See, I I told you I don't want to no, take no just, shit from you. You just did Jason. Go, would, I know. Would you just go to Friday the Thirteenth and this, this? No, because okay. So here's the thing. This idea is hard for me. Like coming up with ones I want remade. Because if I like a movie, I don't care for it to be made. Yeah, remade I because it's like I like the movie already. But then if I don't like the movie, I don't want to remade because I already didn't like the movie. So why the mm-hmm. fuck do I want? So I like had to dig down and like look. And the reason Jason Takes Manhattan's number one is because of the visions and the budget they wish they had. If they were given the budget to mm-hmm. do the things that they wanted with the visions they had, it could be fucking wild. And that would be cool as fuck. You're going to tell me you wouldn't want him in actual fucking New no, York No, no, for sure. I do. Destroying but... people. But I knew that could never happen, and it will never happen. I know. And but if I'm it s- ever does happen, it would be a CGI New York, or like they'll f- film in Vancouver and call it New York, you know? Well, they did that, so. But I'm saying if they actually had the budget to do New York, and that's why I'm saying ones that I would want mm-hmm. remade. Imagine they did they redid Jason Goes to Hell and set it in Manhattan. Jason Goes to Hell in Manhattan. Yeah. There they go. Two birds, one stone. You, just rename, you, you can but, just rename it Jason Goes to Manhattan. Like it they, the that's, same why, thing. that's why I chose that one, because I feel like with the... The ideas that they had, it could have been so much more grandiose and it could have mm-hmm. been bigger. I think it, the thing is, I think they were afraid to spend money on it, but if they just did it right, I think it would have made more money. And not that I dislike Jason Takes Manhattan, but I, I just feel like it would have been a larger movie and it would have been cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason killing people in the subways, Jason killing people in like a park, everywhere, like tenement buildings and stuff Dude, like that. Everything. Mm-hmm. Throwing people from a high-rise building or something? Come on. Dude, he could teleport around the whole fucking city. For sure. So, yeah. That's uh, my number one. I hope he gets electrocuted in the Empire State Building and gets superpowers. <laughs> so, that's everything for our top threes. Um, we will move on to the main event. The Prowler from 1981. This was a pick by Mark. Hell yeah, brothers. Uh, it was released November 6th, 1981. It was rated R with a runtime of an hour and 29 minutes, short and sweet. And it got a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. You said it was released when? November 6th, 1981. I have October 9th. I don't know why. Where'd you get that from? Wikipedia's. So I wonder if it was the UK one you have or I have or something. Let me see. I could have just been a dumb bitch and wrote it wrong. Release date. It says United States, November 6th, United Kingdom, November 10th. Wikipedia probably has it wrong then. Yeah. I would trust IMDb over Wikipedia for that kind of stuff any day. Um, Okay, it was directed by Joseph Zito, who people may know for Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Mm -hmm. 
missing in action, blood rage, but not slasher. Yeah, blood rage. Yeah. It's some other like shitty blood rage. Yeah. But he uh, also he Tom Savini worked on this. I'm sure you're gonna talk about this, and he called him like Tom Savini back for part four to do I, the. I assume that's yeah. what that was about, and. I know this isn't about Friday the 13th, but no reason Tom Savini even decided to do the final chapter is because they promised to kill off Jason, and he said, okay, I'll come kill him off. Yeah. And he also directed Alice Cooper's He's Back, The Man Behind the Mask. Fuck yeah, that is the sickest song ever for a horror movie. Absolutely not. Okay, you're probably Nightmare on My Street. (laughs) I would even say um, Dream Warriors. No. What? Do you ever listen to Nightmare on My Street? All of October. Will Smith. Pretty sure Power of the Night's the greatest song to ever Yeah, but that's, I don't even think that's real. But then there's also, like, um, what the fuck is the other movie? I forgot. I had one in my head, and I told you. What about Mr. It. Sandman? But that wasn't for this movie. For Halloween 2, was it? Well, then again, Nightmare on no. Elm Street wasn't no, but for it, Nightmare on Elm Street. But it was, a, it, was a, it was an awesome song to use. You know that was introduced in Halloween 2, right? Wasn't in Halloween 1? Mr. Yeah, <laughs> you're so annoying. <laughs> but yeah, uh, as Mark said, Tom Savini did the special effects on this, and he's known for I don't know. I hate my phone when I'm typing, dude. It auto corrects. He all also time. it says this is his best work he's ever done. Yeah, which is wild. Because uh, I took his plate. It like always auto corrects my shit, and I have Donald of the Dead. But he's known for Dawn of the Dead, Friday Thirteenth, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, the burning. Nightmare, which I don't know if you ever heard of. Which Nightmare? Which one? Just Nightmare. Oh. That's what the movie's called. And Creepshow 2. Ooh, he did Creepshow 2? Yes. Yes. Uh, He was a big part of that. And isn't he in it too at one part or no? I can't remember. I want to say he's not in like one of the segments. He's in like the in-between stuff. I I didn't even look at the IMDb when I started watching this. And like, you watch it at 1 p.m. today. He just watched it four minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I'm watching it right now. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me. But as soon as I... (laughs) As soon as I watched it, uh, like as soon as I saw some of the effects, I was I, my first thought was, "Man, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Savini worked on this film." Yeah, and like Mark said, he thinks this is some of his best work, or it which is I his think best it is. Work. Yeah, it's, I don't know about that. <laughs> Did they have it listed that I stole his plate or no? No, I don't think so. I'm Mark, Mark the, stole Tom Savini's plate. I'm going plate. to the grave with that. Never let anybody live that down. I'm going to um, the grave with that. And then also Daryl Ferrucci worked on like special effects as like the assistant and he also worked on the burning um he worked on creep show and chud so he does some good work too apparently uh lawrence tierney was in this who you may know him from reservoir dogs from a whisper to a scream silver bullet shout out rob mm-hmm. uh blood rage not that blood rage it's not slasher yeah. blood rage it's that other shitty one and killer without a face uh, Cindy Weintraub, who was in Humanoids from the Deep. Tom Bray, who was from The Horror Show and Prince of Darkness. And that's pretty much it for like the actors and actresses. Most of them weren't in... Yeah, like the main cast really wasn't anything. Yeah, either that or like really small parts and stupid shit. So yeah, not a lot of them were really recognizable to me when no, I was watching all. this. Who's going to be at um, Onset Cinema? Uh, Vicky Dawson and... The girl that dies in the beginning that I don't... Rosemary? Rosemary that I can't remember her name because I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't write it down. Right on. Wasn't there supposed to be an alternative title for this? So yeah, in the UK, this was called Rosemary's Killer. Mm-hmm. And then also someone 
for some reason, I um, I think it was in South or North Carolina at a drive-in. They made this movie called Pitch Pitchfork Massacre and just played this, and just like did it legally. Wow, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. That's fucking weird. That's awesome. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, pretty much. Uh, I know we've mentioned it before, but Onset Cinema is going to be having a showing of this in November November in, in New Jersey. Cape May, New Cape Jersey. Cape May, New Jersey. I suggest everyone go out there. I think only four people listen, so those four people should come check it Johnny, out. Johnny, Sam. We'll be there. Rob, uh, will you actually be there? I'm committing. Okay. But actually commit. I'm committing. Because you said you were going to Monster Mania. Did you buy your ticket yet? Yeah. Are you going to get it in the mail? When did you buy it? He, I think he just winked at me, and it was fucking weird. <laughs> so you guys are dating now. Um, but yeah, I'd suggest everyone go to it. Onset Cinema is like cool as fuck. Yeah. And it's run by Myers House. Kenny. What's his I can't pronounce his last name. His... He's just Meyer House, Myers House NC. Yeah, so everyone check him out. Um, nice guy. Yeah, he's cool as fuck. And that's pretty much it for the cast. Yeah, I think they're going to do like punch and cake there. Hell yeah. Hope it's not spiked. Yeah, I won't be drinking I it. I really hope it's not spiked. I won't be drinking it because of that. Please, please don't spike it. <laughs> um, I'll drink out of the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll make the toilet punch mm-hmm. like they do in prison. Or is it toilet, toilet wine? wine. Yeah. Toilet wine. Dude, I remember Chris Lieben talked about how he made that when he was in prison for a little bit. That guy's an idiot. Yeah, he is. All right, so let's move right into the movie. Uh, starts out with like an old video from like wartime looking thing, projection movie. Of the Queen Mary coming home to the NY ports after our World War II. Rob, you're a history major. What do you think about that? Yeah, tell us all about that. Is that true? Is that true? The Queen Mary? The was 945? The, qu- the Queen Mary was the actual ship, correct? Yeah, that's real. Or yeah. Or was the Queen named Mary? Well, it's just... I, so that whole opening reel was a little confusing to me. Right. Why? Because it's obviously this is a United States vessel. Uh-huh. We wouldn't name a United States vessel Queen Mary. So it's not a real boat. It, if it was an HMS, Her Majesty's ship. What do you mean? What do you? Why? I'm. I'm. I literally don't know anything about this. So, so generally, so. U.S. warships don't take monarchy names. They'll be named after presidents, or they'll be named after states. admirals or states. Mm-hmm. But what about podcasts in the British warships, it is almost commonplace for you to see like the hms alexandria or the hms queen mary the hms elizabeth this was a fully american movie correct yeah because they, maybe they just did that because it's for a movie yeah. maybe or maybe because it's a uk release they just threw something in there like the queen mary to be like oh okay it's not a uk release no. well, i'm saying it did release in the uk under yeah. a different title oh yeah you're right so they could have put something but in there almost every movie that horror movie at least back in the day when it would come out in another country always had a different title yeah for wherever it, was it still out. does too to these days but i was curious about the date i was curious about the date about ships coming home in 1944 yeah because well 1945 yeah, yeah. Well, the it, le- it is 1945 yeah that, 35 years later 45 makes sense but like she's writing her letter to him in 1944 right and so when that newsreel kind of starts, it's still 1944. No, I think it's 45. Is it 45? Oh, then that and, makes total they're sense. They're just saying that she wrote the letter in 44. Yeah, that totally makes sense. It took a year to get there. It was very slow. No. Well, because the sad the no. sad thing that really happened is is that a lot of these soldiers in the European theater fought. And in 1944, they thought they were coming home. Hitler's dead. Berlin fell. And then they get a lot of these poor guys think that, man, we just fought from Normandy all the way to, to Germany. 
And now they're being told, yeah, we're shipping you off to the South Pacific. So a lot of these soldiers who thought we did our duty to boys in the South Pacific got to mop up. Now they were transplanted from the European theater all the way over. And so I kind of got it like girls waiting around, waiting around. You know, she thinks, okay, the war in Europe's over. He's coming home. But now he's got to go to probably the Pacific and then come home. Well, I think the irony with this is she writes the letter. I'll read the letter. Did anybody else copy it? No. I'll read the letter. I can't read cursive. She fucking reads it out loud. I watch this on mute. Oh, okay. Um, It says... (laughs) I watch it with subtitles. The letter reads, March 12th, 1944. I don't know how to tell you this. that's my birthday. I wrote... No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I really don't want to hurt you, but I just can't wait any longer. I know I promised to wait. I really did try, but it's been so much longer than either of us expected. So much has happened, and you're so far away. I hope you understand how I feel. I know I said I loved you, but I'm young and I have to live my life now, and who knows how long it will be before you return. I hope you don't hate me for leaving you this way, but perhaps when the war is over, we can be friends again. Please take care of yourself. I continue to worry about you. Sincerely, Rosemary. And I think the irony of this is she wrote that in March of 1944. And the war comes to an end. And he comes home right after. Yeah. Yeah. War's done in, in August of 45. Yeah. So that's a long time, though. But then the well, what's weird is the dance that they're at is in Avalon Bay in June 28th, 1945. Mm-hmm. So it's in June. So some of them already came home. Yeah. But nothing is yeah. with this movie. Also, it's in Avalon Bay, which there's actually a town in California called that. And they wanted to film it there. And they said they liked the vibe of Cape May because it was more of like a ghost town. Yeah. Because this movie was filmed in October. But it's supposed to be June. And Cape May's like a... Ghost town in October. Because like, it's like a beachy... Yeah. Like, town. Um, But I I think that's like the irony of it. The fact that... But the thing is, you never know who she's writing to. No. I, you never find out in this. No. Um, But as I said, it's Avalon Bay, June 28th, 1945. The night of the graduation dance. Which... Okay, I'm going to... I'll bring it up a little bit later. I'm going to have full disclosure of what the fuck went through my head. Um, but, like, everyone's dancing at this dance and they're having a good time. And that's when Pat Kingsley comes in with his date. Um, and he, like, just came back from war. He's one Wow. Of his, what? I just fucking realized that guy's last name is Kingsley. And the guy later on is Kingsley? Yes. You are I didn't even. I've seen this movie a bunch of times and never realized that until you just said his last name like that. Wow. It's the same guy. <laughs> I fucking hate Go. you. Um, but so he just came back from war and a couple um, who you've come to learn is the guy's name is Roy and the girl is actually Rosemary who wrote the letter. Um, decide like Rosie girl. They, they show them and they decide they want to leave the dance. So they get into Roy's car and they drive like off to like a nearby bridge. It's mm-hmm. like a, what are those? It called? has like a gazebo. A dock. That was a bridge. But it was a bridge with a gazebo like attached to it. On the other side. Yeah. Um, so back at the dance, though, Pat's date is like wondering where he went off to. So I think they're supposed to like, you're supposed to assume he like left. Yeah. And then Roy and Rosemary like cross over the bridge and enter the gazebo. with the sh- It's got like string lights wrapped around it. And um, Roy's like trying to kiss up on Rosemary. And then you see like a figure 
dressed in like army attire and wielding a pitchfork, he like approaches and cuts the strand of lights, mm-hmm. so, which causes them to go out. Well, they didn't have electric back then, so it was like I think bad at battery. I think that's false. I think yeah, that's you're right. False. Um, <laughs> but Rosemary gets a little scared when the lights go out. But you know, Roy, Roy he's a horny guy yeah, back in 1945. He's like, "It's all right. I'd rather fuck in the dark." It's all right, babe. All right, he doesn't actually say. I that. don't want to see, you see my shriveled dick. <laughs> uh, he didn't say that no I, was watching, I, well, I had it on um, mute so I didn't really hear what he I think he watched the Spanish version and then it shows like the killer pull a knife out of his ankle holster like it's a quick shot of that mm-hmm. but didn't he just cut the fucking yes. like line with the knife why the fuck would he cut it put it back in the holster go and reach back down to his ankle and pull it back out maybe I think it was he, just bad editing maybe he couldn't decide what weapon to use Maybe you just... That could be it, though. But he doesn't even use the knife. No. I know. That's why he put it away. He took it back out, though. Yeah, I think it's just bad editing. Bad editing. I think yeah. maybe that, I think I you're think not that supposed cut, to... Think I think that it. was supposed to go before the lights got cut, and they were like, oh, we messed up. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to think about it, and I did. Yeah. For probably too many seconds. Too many minutes. Yeah. Uh, the couple, like, starts kissing, and Rosemary sees, like, a pitchfork come up behind Roy, and she's like, oh, my God. But by that time, it's too late, and stabs through both of them, yes. killing them. And then the figure... And the figure places a rose into Rosemary's hand. And the body count rises. I'm quitting the podcast. Damn. <laughs> you had one job, Rob. You just got... That took your job. Dude, I, I'm just in shock because it's not every day that right before a title sequence we get a two-for-one special. Yeah. It's and good. That's nice. Like Rob said, title card. The Prowler. That's nice. That's a nice kill. And then it goes to 1980 and someone's they're putting up graduation dance which is 35 years later 30 i'm pissed why because i missed the perfect opportunity what for a halo throwback i have no idea what you're talking about double kill damn oh well well that ship has sailed do it when we do friday 13th or whatever (laughs) one has it friday 13th and maybe part two i don't know but so yeah it goes to 1980 and they're putting up the graduation dance Banner, I guess. Yeah, it's like and a banner. It's Lisa and Sherry or Cheryl. What's her name? Sherry. Sherry putting it up. And Marky Boy. Love people named Mark. <laughs> it's Mark with a K. Well, I'm with K too. So. I know. So you guys can relate. So he's trying to be the funny guy saying it's like crooked and oh, up this way more and stuff. And then we meet Pam. She comes out, right? Yes. Part, yeah, she comes out and she has she is like the main girl. She's like the one organizing yeah. the dance. And they talk about how the other the the old dude didn't want it. I guess the cross street the guy I don't remember his name. Major Chatham. Yeah, Chapman. I put down Chapman. I watched it on mute. Chatham. It's Chatham. <laughs> you done over there? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and she has like paperwork or book in her hand or, or booklets in her hand or something like that. I don't even know what those are. I'm assuming it's like uh, programs. I yeah, thought I thought she was Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, that could be it too. Yeah, and she wants to drop it off to the sheriff. Yeah, and she mentions, how, or somebody mentions, I think, how this is the first dance since 1945. Yeah, and the town didn't want it or something. And then they go to the sheriff's. Well, Mark's like, "Oh, we should go to lunch or something." But then they go to then it cuts to the sheriff's office, where the sheriff is. She's giving him the booklets or whatever, but I don't think he reads it yet, right? No. Before we go past that, this is where. When they were hanging up the signs that said dance and March over there hitting on Pam, I don't know why I thought, and I've seen this before, 
I thought that it was a high school dance, graduation dance, and I'm like, why is this cop hitting on high school girls? <laughs> and I, literally, I was like, what the fuck is happening? I didn't even put... I think it was like, okay back then, though. Well, they were in college, so... It was 1981. Yeah. So anyways, the sheriff, um, whose name is... George. George, George, George in the jungle, says, this is my weekend to go fishing. I go fishing every year. And he was taken off the weekend, and he was going to leave Deputy Mark in charge. Yeah, and so, like, while he's planning to like leave him in charge he mentions in passing he was like oh yeah you know because pam wants mark to come with her to their end of the year dance and mark's supposed to have the night off yeah and so the de- the sheriff's like hey i need you on tonight i'm leaving there was an incident outside of town in which a guy cut up another dude yeah he like robbed the market yeah robbed the grocery and store. i thought at first he said he cut up a boy and then later on he says a guy that got stabbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, that's, changed. That's, yeah. yeah, it's it's weird. And so, like, Mark is like, yeah, all right, whatever. And obviously, Pam's not happy. So then they go to lunch, and Pam is talking to Mark about this, and he's Pam's worried. Pam's like, what is what if this killer dude comes here? Like, we're yeah. we don't have a sheriff in town. And Mark's like, I'll protect you. I'm the boy of the house now. I'm the man of the, I'm the boy of the town. I'm the boy of the town. Well, more like he says he thinks that the state police will get him soon. So he's yeah, not too, they so won't he's have not to worry about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah. So he's not worried. So, but after they go to lunch, right? Um, they it goes back to the sheriff's office, and they, I don't know what they say, but I notice the sheriff has like the mighty pin collection on the on the the wall. Did you notice that behind no. him? He had like a bunch of pins on a board. So you're saying he's got more pins than me. They are nicer, I guess, than yours. I don't know. Excuse me? Wow. Have you seen mine? <laughs> Not in a while. Okay. But Report. I don't remember what they talk about. This is when I think he talks about the pamphlet, right? Or the booklet that she gave them. That's the theory on the murder from 35 years ago because they never caught the guy. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this is the part, but I know he mentions it at some point. I just don't remember exactly when. Yeah. I like how he's on the phone. I guess he he calls another dep- another person from another town, like another officer. Or the mayor? He talk no. He calls the state police. State police, and he's like, and he's like, he's talking to his buddy in the state police, and he's like, listen, this is my fifth fishing trip. If you call me, I will come down to the station house and kick your ass. Basically. And he's like giggling about it too. I was like, okay, yeah, I understand that. But he also tells him that like his deputy Mark will be the one in charge. But if there's any problems, then he could always contact mm-hmm. him yeah. at his on his trip. Then you see him pulling up to the the, the convenience store. I guess you would call it. And this is when I noticed it's Kingsley's Kingsley's yeah, market. When there's leaves all over the ground, and people walking by are in like jackets and stuff like that because they're filming in October, but it's supposed to be set for June. Right. So I don't think they ever noticed that. Like I looked on the ground, I said, "Why are there so many leaves on the ground? Isn't this supposed to be like the the summer graduation thing?" I didn't it, even notice that either. It, this is an it follows scenario. We're supposed to not know what time of year this takes place. I don't know. That's what I thought <laughs> too. That's funny. But yeah, so. I even Googled to make sure I knew it was like the June 28th still, whatever. So at Kingley's Market, George is just picking up some supplies before leaving. Uh, Sherry and Lisa, who are Pam's friends again, uh, come to pick some stuff up for the dance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pam's like back at the sorority house with other girls who are getting ready. Um, and she tells Sherry that she's like kind of worried because... Um, about the guy who stabbed mm-hmm. the man in like another town or whatever, and she's worried about like Mark. Yeah, and they say Columbus, and Columbus is also a town. It's a town in New Jersey. Yeah, 
I wonder if there's a Columbus anywhere else. Was this supposed Columbus, to take Ohio? place? Columbus, Ohio. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, was this supposed to take place in New Jersey, though? No, they wanted to do it from California, but they... But they never said where. It's no. just at Avalon Bay, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Lisa's, like, in the other room with Sally getting ready, and Sally tells Lisa that she should close the shades or she'll give Major Chatham... Another who, heart attack. Yeah, who watches them, like the woman's at the sorority house from his window, that they'll give him another stroke. Uh, Lisa says that he's harmless, and then she opens up her fucking robe in front of the window and starts screaming. You like did you giving like him a reaction? show as she giggles. He just stands there like we're sitting. No, he jolts. He sits there. He? He's like, oh, he like does like a little sit back, and then she says something. She's like, she's like, maybe that'll help him stand up. And I'm yeah. like, okay, he probably probably had his first heart on 18 years. So okay, fucking scumbag. <laughs> Me or <laughs> you? How? She's the one flashing out old guy. Let him live. Uh. And then you see, like, a figure in some army uniform, um, which is the same one as 1945. Yeah, getting dressed. It's seen, like, lacing up their boots and but gearing are, up. Are those boots black he's lacing up or no? I have no fucking They're idea. They're black and, and uh, I think, army green. Okay, but they look dark black in that, that. And then they look green elsewhere? Yeah, like, later on it looks yeah, like they're green. Yeah, they're black boots, but they have the army issued a cloth overlay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could... Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Um... So Pam gets ready, and then she leaves Sherry alone in the shower. Well, I mean, most people shower by themselves, but that's not what I meant. I meant she, like, leaves while Sherry's still in the shower because uh, she's showering for the dance. And as Pam's, like, leaving the house, she's all distracted because she thinks she hears someone. And she's scared by Paul, who's Lisa's boyfriend. I don't like Lisa Paul. and Sally. Yeah, Paul's a fucking cornball bitch. Um, inside, you see a shadow goes walking up the stairs where Sherry is, like, taking a shower. And the shower door slides open, but it's just Carl, her boyfriend. Carl. You know what's really weird? When she says Carl the first time, I thought she said Rob. <laughs> Coral. Um, um, she didn't even, because it was so terrible. I'm Coral. Like, she Rob? Carl. Carl. Trying to figure out how you yeah. could mistake that. I don't Carl. know. I was on mute again. I forgot. But then Carl wants to fucking jump in the shower with her. She's like, how long can you get in here? He's like, time me. And it takes very long. And then he just like leisurely walks. He's like, he's like, let me just lock the doors and get comfortable. Yeah. What's weird? Well, okay. I was gonna say, why did he go into the other room to start getting undressed? But I guess that makes sense. He had to close the other doors and lock them so like Being nobody very came in on that. to the other ladies in the dorm. Yeah. Well, no. Well, they're supposed to be at the dance, but I think he's doing it to be considerate so nobody's walking in on them. Nobody unless, else gets that yeah. milkshake. Unless it's inconsiderate not to. I don't like, know. Let other people watch you bone, but. In the shower. Know. I've been to college. Um, but he sits down on the bed, and as he sits down, he's grabbed from behind, his mouth covered, and the figure who's there, we'll just call him the Prowler. The Prowler. Uh, he drives a knife through the top of Carl's Dude, head. Dude, it's fucking brutal. It's yeah. sick. Yeah. Uh, I did not see him standing behind Carl. So like you were scared. It must have been like a good, I maybe it was just the way my monitor was, was dark. But like when that hand reached out and got him from behind, like the head, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, you don't see it. Yeah, like that was so good. Because the point is, he's like in the room with him, but it's it just, it. yeah. And that knife going through his head out the jaw, and like the way he's like, the way his mouth is struggling for like to gasp for air behind his hand. Yeah, it just that was sick. And it's such a long, like drawn out shot too. It makes you very uncomfortable. And then he opens his like eyes or his mouth wider, and his eyes like roll in the back of his head. I don't know if you've seen my shirt from Cavity Colors, the Prowler. I've worn it here before. I'll I'll show you next time. Okay. I'll point it out, dude. It's from that scene. It's fucking sick. Um, shout out Cavity Colors. So Love that's it. a third kill. 
Yes, that is the third kill. Then the uh, Prowler goes like into the bathroom, opens up the shower door, and stabs Sherry through the stomach with a pitchfork. This is, this is what I'm talking about when it's really good. That fucking looks like he really stabbed her. Yeah. It's I- fucking sick. This would never be able to happen today or even like a couple years later. No, this... this Why? Because like the censorship? Thing? Like how good that looks? That, I actually was even... I was commenting that it looked so real. It uh, really did. And there's just added touches. The angle, the close-up shots, the pull-out shots. But then as he's lifting her, you hear it scratching along the tiles behind her, which adds more realism to it. Are you trying to force levitate me? What oh, are you doing with your hand? <laughs> my God. Yeah, it's sick. I loved it. It's crazy because I we just came off that third kill, and I was like, Dude, that was sick. That's probably going to be like the best kill. And then like the pitchfork, I'm like, oh my God, this is jacking it up. I loved it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Back at the dance, Pam is like serving punch, not lunch, as my phone says, to people. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Mark like comes in and he's pulled onto the dance floor, though. Well, I heard lunch, so I'm coming in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pulled onto the dance floor <laughs> by Lisa. And after their dance, like Mark comes over to Pam to get some punch. And she's all fucking pissy and says, thanks for the dance. Yeah. And there's also someone spiking the punch next to her. Which is Paul. Yeah. Um, and But before she has, he has a chance to explain himself, Lisa like walks up behind him and bumps into him, causing Mark to spill his punch all over Pam's white dress. Jerky boy Mark. Pam goes to leave to like change her dress. And when she gets back to the sorority house, she hears the shower running still. And she just closes the door for Sherry, trying to be considerate. And uh, it slowly like, creeps, creaks back open. But there's like a shot of the killer putting the, a rose on Sherry's face. Yeah. Is that at the same time? Yeah, yeah he's right? in there. He's in there with him, I guess. He's in there the whole time. Dude, he had to clean up. He had a shower. You're right. He did have to clean up. My only thought was like a lot of blood came out of Carl. Well, I you still see some on the bed frame. This is another thing like from what we did. I know what you did last summer, last week. When he goes upstairs and there's only that little blood. Yeah. There's only a little bit of blood on the fucking bed. Dude, the guy, that guy must work at Stanley Screamers. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I fucking hate Or these. insert Kyle's so job here. fucking annoying. <laughs> Stanley Screamers. <laughs> oh, my God. No, seriously. So that's what the one thing that kind of irritating. Yeah, I guess. And she didn't even see the blood when she's sitting there, too. I'm like, come on, bitch. Yeah, they, they purposely have her kneel, like, right by it to, like, yeah. get. Or almost go into the bathroom, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I literally sat there. I was like, how, how did this not, how did she not figure this out? Yeah. Then Pam's walking down the stairs after she, like, leaves. Um, well, she's going to leave the sorority house, and she hears, like, a noise. So she looks up the stairwell, and she sees the prowler standing at, like, on the stairs looking down at her. So she races down the stairs and starts banging on some doors and, like, yelling out. But all of her cries for help are just not answered. Uh, the prowler starts to get close to her, but then she's able to unlatch and open a window getting out down the fire escape and she runs out into an alleyway where her arm is gripped by major Chatham in his fucking wheelchair just in the, the bushes. fucking weirdest thing ever how he's, he doesn't he, talk at all he's like Argh. yeah he doesn't say anything he's just like holding on to her and she's like begging him to let go she's like please let me go let me go and she's just trying to pull herself away until like her dress just rips because he's holding well on no to her. I think she had um what do you call the thing on a purse no the purse and then she has like, like a like, shawl a shawl oh and that came... That's I thought what, it was her part no, of the dress. that's what came... But her it? purse, like, she drops her purse, yeah. too. But yeah. he was on the second floor, right? Dude, how the how fuck the did he get to the first floor? I don't know. 
In a wheelchair. Yeah. Which, well, we'll talk about when we get there. It matter. might be Professor X. Yeah. Um, and then when she hits the main road, she's cut off by Mark. And she tells Mark what happened. And he goes to investigate, of course, while Pam stays in his Jeep. But then all Mark finds is Pam's purse. Yeah. And that's it. I think he finds some tracks, Well, too. he gets back to her and says, there's definitely uh, wheelchair tracks and boot tracks. Yeah. But he gives her a purse. And then um, she informs him that Sherry's, like, still in the building where the guy was or still may be. Uh, mm-hmm. So Mark goes up into the room, but he finds that the door's locked. And he, like, kind of looks like he thinks about going in, but he's like, no, I'm a pussy boy, and I ain't doing that. Yeah. So, he's like, I'm just the deputy. I'm not yeah. going in here. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't get paid enough for this shit. Yeah. And then this is when they decide to go over to Major Chatham's. Yeah. And they break in the law here, and he's a fucking man of the law. Well, what's weird about this is they get in his Jeep to drive over Major Chatham's house. <laughs> it's across the street. Yeah, it's this like next door. not another teen movie all over again from whatever movie we just watched, we first did in the podcast. Where they get in the car and drive, like, you ready to go to this party? Yeah. And they go to the next house. This is exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Which also, this house that they're, Major Chatham's, I think is like an antique museum. It's not even a, it's not even a house. Oh, I could see that 110%. Yeah. So I hope, case. and well, I don't, so on set cinema we go, I don't know how close all these houses are. So I hope somehow he can do a tour of them and we can go to the one with like the shower scene and stuff like that. That'd be fucking cool. Didn't you, or we asked him? Yeah, he said, no, I think I'm just going to do that. But I don't know if he just doesn't know enough about that area, maybe yet. I thought it was that he said everything's kind of too spread out. Maybe, I don't know. I hope not. That'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, Like Mark said, they just fucking go inside. No gives a fuck. Well, they knock on the door. And they don't get an answer. Yeah, and then they decide to go in, which I don't know why you would do that. Because he's a man of the law and they just saw... Like, well, he just broke the law, so what is he? He's no law-abiding citizen now. You're right. He didn't have a warrant, so. But then they and What go, judge is going to sign a warrant at 12 o'clock at night? I don't know. Don't they have people on standby I'm for that? fucking kidding. Calm down. I don't know. Dun, dun. I mean, I'm not an officer. You were for one day. <laughs> Two days, okay. Um, so, that yeah. Mark's, like, calling out for Major Chatham, but you don't. he doesn't get an answer. And then you see, well, we get a shot of the like prowler and his head's turning that's like the music right yeah dude i fucking love it (laughs) um pam and mark start like searching the house for a little bit and i'm 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 gonna call this room the study it's like Mm -hmm. a fireplace room but i would like in clue if this room was in clue would be the because i swore this is what i swear that on the onset cinema thing he said there's a photo op up with them at the rosemary's fireplace wouldn't this be it because there's a fireplace in there I don't know. How that, much no, do? that is it. That's the study they return to towards the end of the movie. That's cool as fuck. So I th- I would do that if it's if that's what it is. Yeah. That's one thing I like about Onset Cinema. He tries to make it like yeah. cool and have something unique that like you probably won't be able to get ever again. Yeah. But this in this scene in particular while it's going on, I feel like this goes on too long. Like but, not enough happens and then the there this happens a couple times throughout the movie. But yeah. they're in here for five to six minutes. And nothing really happens other than getting into the study, and she opens that book and finds the pictures. There's really no payoff to this little. And the rose, fest. she finds like the the rose, like pressed in the book. The only thing I could assume is that if this is only an hour and twenty nine minutes. They probably have to, had to beef it up with like. They, some yeah, of they this probably footage. had to pad out the runtime. Just like in uh, Slaughter High, I don't know if you ever saw it, mm-hmm. but there's like scenes of this one girl running through hallways, and it's so it long once. and drawn out. And they did that on purpose because they didn't think the movie was long enough, so they just filmed her running through hallways. So I think this is like the same kind of thing where they just like padded it with extra footage. Yeah. 
so when they find the book with the rose and the pictures, the book is a um, it's a yearbook. Yeah. So they want to go, and Pam's like, I think Pam says they should call the sheriff, or is it Mark that says they should call the sheriff? Uh, Pam says it. Yeah. But they don't call the sheriff right away, right? No. Because, uh, well, yeah, she f- finds, like, the rose, and she f- tells Mark that she thinks that the girl who's in there is Major Chatham's daughter, yeah. and that's the one who killed, like, that she's Rosemary, and she was killed back in 1945. Yeah. And that whoever, like, killed her was never caught. Yeah. And she remarks how he left the rose on her body. Yeah. And then she says, like, um, she wants Mark to call the sheriff, but Mark wants to just go back to the dance to make sure everyone's safe. Yeah. And then when it goes back to the dance, uh, Paul is throwing up. Yes, Paul's in and the bathroom. And then Lisa comes by asking for Paul, and I think he left already, right? No, he's still in the bathroom throwing up, oh. and she's, like, mad at him. Yeah. And she's but like, well, if, like, when you're done here, I'll be at the pool. What's funny is the dude, when she goes up to the one dude and says, where's Paul? I thought that was the same guy from My Spit in Your Grave, the slow guy from My Spit in Your Grave for a second. I could see the resemblance. And I think, then I Googled it, but it wasn't the same person. But at first, I'm like, oh, my God, that's the guy. No, that's not. Ben. And so she goes to the pool. Yeah. Right, so she goes to the pool, and then Mark talks to the head. I guess she was the headmistress. Yeah, uh, her Alice, name's Miss Allison. Miss Allison. Miss Allison. She's like the chaperone. And, and he's like, hey, um, we have a situation here. we got a prowler on the loose. And, you know, I think until we catch him, it's best to keep everybody in here. So she's like, okay, I'll go make the announcement. So she goes on stage real awkwardly. Actually, I actually, I kind of giggled a little bit. Yeah, it was funny. Because she's like trying to adjust the microphone. She's like, hi, 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 hello, hello, hi, <laughs> Is hi. this thing on? And she like taps it. Yeah. yeah. And like, she's like, dude, yeah. they were just singing with she's it. Like, yeah, it's on. We have a prowler on the loose. So please be calm. And we're just going to stay here. And we're going to have a great time. Okay. And then she's like trying to be like PG-13 about it. And then drops the mic. She's like, shit and, and everybody starts, starts giggling at her i just thought that was kind of cool you, did you like the title drop there yeah i did and then <laughs> and then i was i didn't mind this one this was nice this was subtle this was nice subtle there's hey, a, a prowler on the loose but then i like how she was I, I as soon as she was done i was like ha, 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 she's probably going to die <laughs> so they cut back to lisa and honestly lisa's going into the pool she's you know stripping down going for a swim and looking good while she's swimming, we get a little bit of rustling. The prowler's approaching. And, but, oh, do you want to add something? No, no, no. Because if this movie was filmed in October, that sucks for her. If that was filmed oh, in New God, Jersey in yeah. October. Well, that happens a lot. That movies. sucks. But you don't see any of her, like, breathing it cold air. A, it could have been a heated pool. Yeah, yeah I don't know. But that I was thinking about that. I'm like, this had to be, because I Googled it. It was filmed around Halloween. That sucks. One of my favorite. Okay, so I got to talk about this scene because I like this scene a lot. Oh, um, she's in the, you like the girl in the pool? I'm explaining to you why I like this scene a lot. Ready? So, so many movies go for the quick kill sometimes uh, with pool, and it's why I liked... Uh, Strangers, Pray at Night? Yes, and Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. How, Valentine's Day or Valentine? Valentine. Valentine. Unless you meant Valentine's God, Day with... Valentine, Valentine. I misspoke. I, what I like about Valentine and I like about... Strangers Pray at Night is the sadistic nature of this kill. And so she comes up on the ladder to come out of the pool and the she, prowler's right there. Now, he this this could have gone down real quick, right? Now, he just boots her dude, right in the She got the fucking CTE face. Dude, just, that was sick. I thought it was real. Yeah, like it was it was, go- good. It, was and it was it was a good kick and just nails her right in the face. She goes back in the pool and obviously 
what I liked is that she didn't come right back to the surface right away. You're going to be disoriented. But when she's underwater like and she's like, tw- whatever she's doing with her body is irritates me. Which is, <laughs> on the water, <laughs> I, obviously people can't see what I'm doing, but you guys can. But I think she's like disoriented. I don't like, know. That's fucking weird. And probably uh, when concussed. I'm in the water next time, I want you to kick me in the head and see if that happens. So, I wouldn't be surprised if it's steel toed, dude. They're fucking army boots. Yeah. And so, so with all this thrashing going on, she surfaces and she's very disoriented, looking around, trying to get out of the pool. And she starts making her way towards the edge of the pool. And I swear to God, I thought that he was going to like do a thing. The typical movie thing where he walks up to the edge of the pool in front of her and she looks up and screams and ends it. No, he's straight like commando just erupts out of the water behind her and it actually scared me like it actually caught me off guard i was like i was like oh sh-. and doesn't slit her throat like a quick slide it's almost like he pulls the knife into her throat yeah, backwards it's fucking sick it's just a brutal and you it cuts to these nice shots under the water of her legs kicking and like flailing and just more and more blood dripping into the pool, cutting back up to the to the knife, sawing at her throat. It just was a real visceral kill and a really cool scene. So I'm I know we labored on it a little long, but I just this is one of those scenes that I watched and I was like, oh wow, this was really, really good. Like really well played. And and while that was happening, Paul was trying to leave the dance and he gets arrested. Well, he gets like stopped by Miss Allison who's like yeah. no you can't leave. And I don't know who the fuck that guy is in there. Pervy McPerv, I don't know. He's like some guy. The older guy? Yeah. I don't remember. He's somebody I guess that has to do with the school, but he like is like fed up with Paul. He's I like, want get him arrested. Here. I want him arrested. So Mark's like, "Okay, I'll yeah. take him out of here." Yeah, and you know, Mark's just kind of and like even Mark and Pam are kind of almost giggling about it a little bit like, oh, "Fuck, Paul." Yeah, it's God ridiculous. Damn it. Yeah. So then back at the dance, uh, Sally finally tells like Miss Allison that Lisa went to the pool before the announcement was made. And Miss Allison decided that she's going to go get her herself. So uh, she goes out to the pool and she yells out for Lisa, but she's met with no answer. Yeah. Um, Mark and Pam finally get bring... No, but when she... Hold on, I'm sorry. When she screams her name and she's standing next to the pool, you see a pool of blood in the pool. Not yet. Yeah, you, do the first, you see it the first time. When she's out there and she's near the pool, you see it. I don't... I didn't even I didn't notice it, but I think really this, I think this might be another one of those situations where it's supposed to be darker, like for the people in the movie. Yeah. But for us, they have to light it so we can see what's going on. Yeah, but you definitely see the blood in the pool when yeah. she's there. Well, this you can tell this shot right here. It, there was more to it. They cut it here and then they're putting yes. the rest in later. Yes, yes, because um, it picks up right where it leaves off later. But Mark and Pam bring Paul to the police station, um, to pretty much like keep him out of trouble. But I guess Mark says he's going to arrest him or book him on disorderly, disorderly conduct, conduct yeah. charges um then it shows like back at the dance ben wants to get some alone time with sally so he brings her into he's the basement ho- he's the horny guy yeah and then when they're in the basement uh that old guy is like the fucking creepy as fuck i don't know who he is though but he was like it's the same guy who wanted yeah, he's uh, like one of the chaperones Paul in the school out. and he's yeah. like what the fuck is this what you're doing at he's your like job, Rob? watching from <laughs> afar as they're like trying to make sex um he was, ta- he was taking pointers yeah so let me write this down in my notepad and at the same time miss allison finally sees the blood in the pool and then she starts to run but as she's exiting the pool she gets grabbed from behind like out of the bushes yeah and she's stabbed like through the throat yeah with the bayonet there's a lot of that in this movie it's throat sick. kills yeah uh mark decides that he wants to like go check on the dorms again but before they can leave, Kingsley, the store owner from earlier, he comes into the police station and tells Mark that there's some kids in the cemetery messing around and saying that the gate was wide open. 
It's and, never open. And Mark mentions that it's supposed to be locked at night, and Pam wonders, like, why the fuck was Kingsley even down at yeah. the cemetery to see this anyway? But what's funny, too, also, while Paul's in the the, the things, he's screaming, like, my boys are going to break me out of here about 12 o'clock now. Like, all this, and he just had me dying. Yeah. Saying, they're coming to get me. And I love how both Pam and Mark are like, Paul, shut up. Like, really? Well, I think Pam was mostly saying it. She's like, would you shut the fuck up, Paul? Yeah, like, Mark Mark, Mark was like, can you, he's like, could you keep it down in there? And Pam's like, Paul, shut up. Yeah. So annoying. So they drive down to the cemetery to investigate. And when they get there, Mark gets out to look alone the while Pam's- investigating. Yeah, he, he's the investigator. That's what this These fucking people named Mark. Uh, Spectre Mark. Uh, and Pam, like, stays in the Jeep. Mark finds a grave that was freshly dug up with a casket that was broken into. And when he jumps down in to, like, look- a guy named Otis sneaks up on Mark's Jeep and he's like looking in and it scares Pam when she notices and she screams. So when Mark hears that, he jumps out of the grave and he runs back, but then Otto isn't there anymore. So then he takes Pam back so to the grave. So is it Otis or Otto? Oh, Otto. What did I say? Otis? You said Otis first, then Otto. Oh, I meant Otto. Every t- it was, it, the guy's name is Otto. Sorry. That's what I was like. Wait, are we talking about Otis O'Toole? Could be. Um, so then they go back and they open up the casket to find Lisa dead inside, which I don't know how the fuck she got all the way down there. Dude, that was a fast. Yeah. That's but but the, also the in this scene one. too, that was going to be for a funeral the next day. So it was already dug up. So but they just used it. They like, just used that for film it and then got everything. And then the next day was someone got buried in there. Oh, that's probably the most economically yeah. uh, sound way to do it. Genius. Yeah. yeah. Save money. And then also while they open that Mark looks at the, the tombstone and it has a rose on it and it, and whatever's crossed out the name is crossed out but you and he like touches it but you can't yeah. tell who it is so you just assume it's and he, this rose. is where he he assumes it too yeah you assume it's rosemary's grave yeah um they go back to the station and mark calls Sheriff. and then also sorry to cut you off this yeah. is another time where the cemetery they're in there too long it lingers for too long it takes him about 20 minutes to fucking walk to that grave well that's what i'm saying it's like weird that he checks on it like, they, they drive up. He goes out by himself. It's supposed to be, like, eerie, yeah. but it, they didn't do a good job with that to make it eerie. I I think that the, it would have been a better cut if before he went down in there, he looked at the gravestone and saw the rose, went down there, and just as... They had... Either way, Pam's back at the Jeep but and they had just to just as Otto screams, just as Otto, like, just as Pam screams from Otto... Yeah. Have him cut and open the casket and be like, and then like have Pam like run away from Otto. And then she runs up to the grave and sees him down there looking at it. And she's like, it could, that whole process could have been instead of taking him, instead of taking him out of the grave, then coming back to the grave. I mean, he might be Jesus now. Well, I think the grave he arose, man. This is just to establish Otto as a character. That's all this is. Yeah. Otto's already been established as a character. He was the one that was loading the truck earlier. He's the delivery guy that's yeah. supposed to be delivering oh. the house. Yeah, but I mean, like, but I, I think you're supposed to suspect this is, so this, many people. This is typical yeah. horror movie. I'm gonna start casting aspersions on everybody. But the thing is, again, just like whatever the last movie we talked about this in doesn't work. I know you did last summer. I know you did last summer. I didn't feel it about anybody. Yeah, but I'm saying I didn't feel it about Otto because he looked too big to be the killer. He looks too big to be the prowler, honestly. He yeah. looks too dumb to be the prowler. Yeah, you're right. So, but this this scene lingers on too long for me personally. I agree. But, There's a lot of lingering in yes. this movie. Linger, not from the um, the cranberries, but... So they go back to the police station, <laughs> and Mark like calls for Sheriff George. Um, he asks the guy at the campground to like go over to the cabin and get him. And the guy like is like, yeah, okay. No so problem. He, so he like acts like he puts the phone down all loud, and then he acts like he leaves. 
And this is like dr- really drawn out yeah, too. This scene is the filler they used. Yeah. To pad this movie out. For sure. So then the guy just pretends to like leave and go get him. And you watch it the whole time as. We watch him play solitaire. Mark's, yes, we do. Yeah. Mark's sitting there waiting on the phone. Um, he comes back and he says like George isn't in his cabin. So Mark leaves a message with the clerk asking for the sheriff to call him. And I don't even know if the guy actually writes it down. No, he writes in like a bag, like yeah. an actual, but you don't know what he writes. But then he like tosses it away. Yeah, but the guy's like, oh yeah, a couple of them went out night fishing, I think. Yeah, which is what the sheriff was there to do, so yes. it makes sense. Um, Mark then calls the state police, but as he's doing that, Pam goes to check on Paul. And when she gets back, Mark says that the state police caught the man who robbed the store three hours ago, so it couldn't have been the person who killed Lisa. Yeah. So that's when Pam thinks whoever killed Rosemary killed Lisa. I don't know. Shit. Make wild assumptions out here. It was yes. Rosemary's baby. Uh, Mark drives Pam back to the dance and tells her like to stay at the dance because he's going to Mater Chatham's place alone, and he doesn't want to drag her around anymore. And she like yells at she him, like, "What? Trying to play sheriff alone? You're sitting And then they're silent, and she like gets back in the car, and then they go over to yeah. Mater Chatham's place. Like this part also didn't need to be in it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, as Soon as they get like to the house, they split up I, again. I don't know what the fuck's up. This with that. Scooby Doo stuff has to yeah. stop. And Marco's like upstairs, and as he walks upstairs, the prowler watches him from the shadows and pulls out a knife from its like sheath. But before he even does that, this scene lingers too when they're in the house again for five minutes him before going up you. The stairs and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. But I think again, it's supposed to be a like, creepy. But I, they, I, they do. That's like this movie does good with kills, but we'll talk about this later. I'm sure, but. It, the eeriness isn't the best. I don't it, think they put enough background music to make it. Either. That's the problem. They break their suspense, yeah. and that's the problem. You they overhype the suspense, and then they break it, so it's not as effective when the prowler makes his move. Yeah, and then Pam heads back like into the study, and uh, she just immediately goes back to staring at the fucking picture of Rosemary. Like <laughs> I don't know what the fuck her infatuation is with that. Um, but while they're like both investigating, the power goes out. So Mark says he'll go check the fuse in the... I'm assuming the basement because he says, I'll go down and check. Must have been the fuse. So then as he's like going down though, or about to go downstairs, he's ambushed from behind and he gets knocked out and dragged into like the room where the prowler holds a pitchfork over him. So the body count rises. But does it? But then the lights come back on and Pam, who notices a fresh flower on the yearbook at the mantle, um, notices that that wasn't there earlier. But while she's looking at that, she notices something dangling in the unlit fireplace. And she, like, gets down and starts to tug on what is a necklace. <laughs> yeah, it looks like some jewelry. Like, hanging. And it pulls down a skeleton that was stuck up in the chimney. Like, so, yeah, that like, was the problem. <laughs> that's why we got no heat. <laughs> that's why we got no ventilation. So, startled, she, like, goes to run out. And then she's met by the prowler, who's holding out a rose, saying, I want you to be my date, Rose. Which is his only line in the movie. Yes. Um, he throws the rose and then pulls out his bayonet and he starts to like chase Pam through the first floor of the house. Um, she runs up to the second floor where the, she's like in a room with furniture that's covered in sheets and she decides she's going to hide under the bed. Yeah. And then he starts smashing. Uh, I, so if this is an antique museum, this place that sucks is he starts sm- I'm assuming they put props in there yeah, for him to smash. For sure. He's just smashing everything in there and doesn't immediately go to the most obvious place right the bed and this scene for me took a little too long too like i feel like there's like he lingers on one table for five minutes smashing the same things on the table i'm like there's definitely if, nobody if they under added there. music into this it would have felt more suspenseful but 
It's him I, just looking at stuff, smashing it, and deciding, did I smash that good enough? This reminds me of movies where like people are looking for people and they look in drawers to like dressers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <it does>. like, <laughs> Honestly, he there's literally like a cage or something like it's very small and he like hits it. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know, bro. He's got he's got to do like Michael Myers and H two O where just running through those tables. Yeah, that's the that's the way to get shit done. That's just start tossing or, tables or like, two at a time. I'm going row by row, two at a time. Let's go. When we did Valentine, when he starts stabbing the. The body bags. Yeah. Like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He didn't watch those movies yet. Like, the first one he unzipped, but the rest he was just stabbing the shit yeah, out of. Yeah, that's what this guy needs to learn. Yeah, the guy's like, ah, nah, He rough. needs to take Slasher 101. Mm-hmm. Or maybe 201, since he's clearly already a slasher. I have 8 o'clock with Professor Myers. Um, at one point, like, a rat crawls under yeah, the, the bed. What the fuck is that? What, the rat? Why is that even there? To make her uncomfortable. Dude, make this us... is the 80s. They had rats everywhere. Right, but they want to make us be like, where do they go now? She's going to make us cities. <laughs> oh, okay. The rats realize the city living is the best living. They get free pizza. Pizza rat. <laughs> yeah. Ask Master Splinter. Uh, and like, I, just when that when that happened, when it goes under the bed with Pam, I thought the jig was up, honestly. I was like, that's it. It's over. It's She's over. Caught. You got caught. It's all ogre now. It's all ogre now. But she hung Love in there. Love you, Shrek. She didn't make any noise. No, she did not. And then he continued to poke a chair. <laughs> so, stands right in front of her. Doesn't doesn't hit the big bed that would obviously fit a person under it. And so, while he's doing his poking and flipping, she finally decides, I'm going to run for it. I got this. And she's got it. She takes off out the, at the door. Uh, the prowler turns around and starts to chase after her. And this is when she tries to barricade herself in a room. And what blows my mind is there's a deadbolt on the door, a solid deadbolt on the door. And, she's and she locks the chain latch. Yeah. yeah. She thought the chain was more sturdy than a deadbolt. Yes. Makes sense. There's a chain, dude. <sighs> this is 1981. But, but anyway, the, his pitchfork is like caught in the door, yeah. preventing him from closing all the way. So he tries to like use it to wedge the door open, but instead Pam just like pushes on the prongs from the pitchfork and breaks that shit. And that was pretty smart. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but the then the prowler, even if it was deadbolted, dude, he just kicks that fucking door open. And it looks like the door frame explodes anyway. <laughs> well, that's how it would go. <laughs> what? Honestly. Well, it would rip the molding it, off. The and everything. molding, depending on like if what if they just use little finishing nails, what most people do for the molding. But that's an older house. But re- still, people use that now for like the molding. They use little finishing nails. If you kick the door open and the chain was on, that would rip right off too. Nowadays, still. But I'm saying that was an older house. We're, Shit was built to last more. If he tried kicking in an older door, I think it would. But we're gonna try that. Okay, it would hold up a lot more. Right, we can do my door if you want. Um. So when he kicks down the door. He draws his knife and he raises it to slash a Pam. But as he does, Otto comes in and just like gun drawn and shoots that <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Like no problem. That was, I literally was like, as soon as that happened, and 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 guys, it's like not, it's not one of those shots where like the killer gets shot and he's like, ooh, it falls down. Straight blood splatter on the wall. Yeah, it was sick. Like blood I was splattered satisfaction. Like I was just like, damn, he got him. Damn, damn. Uh, and then there there's some like brother. touching music. Yeah, it's like happy. The only time <laughs> yeah. music is really played, it's like yeah. happy. This music. is so weird because it looks like they're about to play like a romantic theme song, and she's about to make sex with. <laughs> she's like that, looking at. Like she forgot about Mark. She's looking. I'm like, how do I repay you? Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be awkward. Like she feels like she's been saved, and I was like looking at her like he's saved. Someone. Like hell yeah, girl. But then like I'm Prince Charming. It's all interrupted by the prowler like sitting up with a sawed off shotgun drawn and just shoots out of <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Like fucks and his just day blows up. his chest through at the door. Oh my god. 
I actually giggled. That was yeah. pretty funny. But then while like he's trying to get up, the prowler, Pam like <laughs> just stabs the prowler in the back with the pitchfork that's still in her hands, and like they start struggling over the sawed off shotgun. And while struggling, the prowler is like having trouble breathing, so he removes his mask, revealing himself to be Sheriff George. Oh my Ooh. god, you piece of shit. So this is what I understand. Is he the same dude from thirty five years ago or now? Yeah. I would assume so. It's never mentioned at so you don't know. I assume that he's the one that, the or he just hates the dance. For. So you figure if that would make him what if he was, if he was twenty, that would make him fifty five. Fifty five. It's believable. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it, I think he's the one that got the letter. And also, I think because he mentions a couple times like, oh, Major Chatham doesn't want like mm-hmm. the dance, and he also says stuff like, oh, we haven't had the dance around here, or some people around here don't like the fact that there's a dance going on. Yeah. yeah. It's really all him. Yeah. Um, but then, like, as they struggled, the shotgun gets pointed under the sheriff's head at some point, and Pam pulls the trigger, shooting the sheriff, and his head fucking explodes. explodes. No oh. chance for a sequel. This is, like, reminiscent, or, like, it could be compared to Maniac, the head yeah. explosion. Fucking crazy. Yeah, it's sick. Um, and then it's in the it's the morning, and Mark drives Pam back to her house, I guess, he has a concussion. He's all concussed. So, he's driving so Mark's alive. He didn't die. So you're yeah. telling me she shot the sheriff. I hate you. But she so did not kill the Mark. deputy. I fucking, <laughs> I fucking hate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, so she goes into her room and sees like clothes still on the bed from the night before and the shower still going. So she walks into the bathroom and opens up the shower door to find Sherry laying there dead and Carl standing, like he's like standing propped up dead. And he's like uh, hung by the shower head. Yeah, from his tie. Mm-hmm. It's hung. To, it's uh, tied to the shower head. Uh, Carl like reaches out and grabs her, and his like eyes are like rolled in the back of his head. And she's trying to pull away. And then when she finally does, she backs out of the room and then looks back. And Carl's just like standing there dead. Like yeah. Not... So she hallucinated it. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I wasn't really sure. Yeah. But I like when she screamed, and it cuts down to Mark by the by the state police car. And Mark just was sort of like, who? Yeah, they don't even try to rush up there. Yeah, they're like, it's okay. "Mm -hmm." And then it like fades to black and credits. And that is The Prowler from 1981. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Rob, tell us how you feel about this. Give it a rating. All that good jazz. So, I'd never seen The Prowler before. This is my first time seeing it. You saw it at 1 p.m. today? I saw it at 1 o'clock today. Literally six hours ago, five hours ago. Yeah, so it's very fresh in my mind. Um, <laughs> I really liked it. I, what I liked, I'll go through what I liked first, and then I'll go. Yeah, back to what, I what I liked is that we got down to business quick. Like it, we didn't spend a drawn out time setting up characters. Blah blah blah. Like they introduced movie. They're like, this is the type of movie we're gonna be. When we kill people, it's gonna be gruesome. And we're not afraid, and, and and we have a pitchfork. So congratulations. Uh, that was a really good kill to start the film with. Start. I loved how the kill cut to the title card. I actually really liked that intro. That was nice. A lot of times in the '80s, they're dealing with movies where they have this long title sequence, like like The Fly, how it had like the title sequence yeah. and everything. This was like opening newsreel. You know, oh wow, we're in the we're in the '40s. It's cool, and then just murder, double kill, title card, great. All the kills in this were phenomenal. I was happy with every single one of them. I can't... There's not a kill that I'm unhappy with. And that's rare. A lot of times I'll be able to be like, oh, there was an off-screen killer. Oh, that was kind of weak. Nah, Tom Savini, amazing job with all the kills in this. 
Uh, it's amazing that I guess at this point in time, the MPA hadn't gone psycho yet. Uh, this was way before then. Yeah. No, it wasn't, I don't think. I was think this is right on the cusp of the MPA crackdown. No. When did that start? I thought that started in like the 20s. What? When did that start? The MPAA? Yeah, was that standard? He's saying the cut down, like when they started saying oh, like you So, can't- but the thing with this is, um, I don't know how many theaters this went into because they this was a, made for a million dollars and a company wanted to distri- distribute it in movie theaters and they said, we'll pay you 750000 for the rights and like, no, nah, we'll just do it ourselves. And the guy that did that, like when they said no, said, yeah, I probably fucked up and we didn't make it a lot of money back because of that. I don't even know how much money they made back, right? You didn't say a number, right? Oh, no, I didn't even look at that, honestly. Yeah. I totally so I try to that. find a number. There's no number online. It, and it's because I think they didn't, weren't in many theaters because they didn't have anyone good enough to... Distribute it? Yeah. It, and, it probably and went then, one by one. And chances are, if they did get to the MPAA, it would have been cut back. Yeah, and this strikes me as a film that probably would have been a cult midnight cinema type film that you yeah, would have like seen. Yeah, like a drive-in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just... It's kind of... There are kills today in modern horror movies that are not as good as these kills. Most of them. Like, you'll never get as good as this. No, this was so good. For a rated R movie, you'll never get as that good as this. That pitchfork kill is still haunting me a little bit because of how realistic that felt. That felt... That, that looked very, very real and very, very good. Well done. My biggest complaint about The Prowler is that you could shrink this movie down to a 55-minute runtime and have an incredibly fast-paced, gruesome horror movie. A short movie, for sure, absolutely, but an incredible film nonetheless. This movie suffers from the fact that because of its small setting, its short list of characters, and not really a lot of exposition dumping to do, a lot of dead scenes. Just long, drawn-out, unnecessary dead time. And I think because of trying to pad the film out, they lose suspense in a couple areas where you expect something to happen and it doesn't happen. And then by the time it does happen, you're so exhausted waiting for it to actually occur that you're just like, can we just kill this person already? Like, let's get over with. Thank you. So um, overall, if you like slasher films, there's no and, and you haven't seen this. There's no reason why you shouldn't. I think this is one of the best slasher films I've ever seen in terms of kills and in terms of uh kind of the effects I, I loved it a lot do i think it's superior to some of the mainstays of the slasher series some maybe others not so much that being said i would like to give the prowler um a it's tough i i I don't want to give it a point five. I don't want to do that. Listen to your heart. You know my my. my if it's a point three, point five, just do it. That's why I just have this shit written out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. I've, I've it's been hard for me because of the fact that I I was originally going to give it a seven out of ten because of the fact that it has these dead moments and I feel like it draws the film out a little much. But the the kills are so good. It's like an eight out of ten for me. I think just looking at it in terms of slasher films, overall films, 7 out of 10. In terms of slasher films, certainly an 8 out of 10. No, no, no qualms about that. Favorite kill is the shower scene with the pitchfork. I love the struggle. I love the little things like the sound of tile scraping in the background. It is a long and drawn-out kill, and I think it's really well done. My least favorite kill is Miss Allison. 
And I'm not saying it's a bad kill. I'm just saying in terms of all the other kills. Right. There's so many good kills. Yeah. It's I had to rank that low because it's kind of just a quick kill. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I stand. And I'm really glad that we got to see it. And I'm actually looking forward to doing Onset Cinema with you guys for this because I think this is this would be a great movie to be my first Onset Cinema experience. Hell yeah. All right. So I guess that goes to me then. So uh overall i think the obviously the movie had really good effects tom savini is just doing what he does um i like how it's a simple slasher uh there's nothing too complicated about it uh they i thought it was decently paced i don't think those dead scenes or the the lack of music building scenes like it doesn't bother me honestly because when you get stuff in this movie you really get it so mm-hmm. i i will totally deal with that trade-off that that's fine for me especially for 1981 that's i i don't think that's unfair i i'm assuming it's lower budget too so for for me those kind of things i don't count against it uh i didn't think the acting was terrible either for people who aren't really known the acting wasn't bad Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. i think honestly back then acting was better than it is now for this kind of genre i feel like now people are so cheesy and yeah, I, I I don't know. I thought that acting was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like the twist. The first time you see it, it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, I didn't necessarily expect it. In hindsight, I guess it's kind of obvious who the fuck the killer is. But it, it's not a bad twist at all. It's I, Sheriff, I didn't expect it. I liked Sheriff it. George. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The first time through, you don't. But then going back, you're like, oh, well, it kind of makes sense. But yeah. Sheriff George, like, that's a good... They they didn't the reveal could have been more like oh my god but I like it doesn't bother me that it was quick and I I'm I don't want to interrupt you but for, for a brief second so. I'm so sorry for a brief second so that doesn't matter I'm used to it <laughs> um we that that it. that reveal at the end I like how it wasn't like a I'm I'm yeah. the killer blah 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 it was like in the midst of the struggle and it was so quick that you're just like oh wow okay well oh wow so. And then you makes you go back and be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, definitely cool. And I just overall, I don't think there's too many faults with the movie. To be completely honest, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite kill is definitely Carl. I think that Carl? fucking stab through the head is wild, and his facial features and eyes rolling in the back of the head. Um, they kind of did it in two different takes, but it it is awesome. I like the fact that they established the pitchfork as the weapon of choice for this slasher. Um, it set him apart a little bit. I feel like this slasher isn't as known as other ones. Um, even to horror fans, I feel like mm-hmm. not a lot of people have seen this, but I highly recommend it. I would give it a 7 out of 10 for sure. Um, I honestly was going to put this on my list of th- movies to be remade, but I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to go too much into it Same. before we talked about the movie. Because not that I think it needs it, but I don't think it could hurt it. Mm-hmm. So it's all you, Mark. Well, talking on that, I was going to do the same thing because they, re- they remake everything. But once you think about it, those kills can never be redone like that. And they could never be as good. Definitely today because of how the ratings would have to go. It would have to be NC-617 or like straight to DVD. Um, I don't know. They have some pretty wild things. Like in Friday the 13th, the remake, that's the one where he stabs into the sleeping bag and rips up through the person, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like with the like big rod. Yeah, that that was rated R, right? Yeah, but you don't really see anything. Well, it's a quick shot. But... Yeah, yeah. This had a lot of lingering shots on the kills that wouldn't fly today. Oh, yeah, I guess. But so I haven't seen this movie in a couple of years. I um, 
I wanted to pick it because definitely me and Kyle are going to the onset cinema for it. So I just wanted Rob to see it to make sure, like, if he didn't like it, I wasn't going to say, like, bro, you still got to come, you know? So I'm glad Rob enjoyed it. Um, this would this is one of my favorite slashers of all time. I like Kyle said those the the couple scenes don't bother him. It kind of irritates me a little bit. Like I would be fine if this movie was an hour and 20, 10 minutes, I'd be okay with it. They they do a, I think they do a very poor job with I don't know if they were trying to do the suspense like like from like Halloween a couple years prior with uh, those scenes like the the major Chatham's house and the graveyard but the kills are just like like Kyle said really good and the rest of the movie's really good to where those scenes don't matter too much but if they cut them out I would have been okay with it and there's really no music other than the happy time music at the end when she's happy or the quick little like when the killer turns his head and it's like Wee! yeah <laughs> I love that but I'm really excited to see this and uh, uh, at the, I guess the dance, whatever you call that room, the ballroom, um, in November. I hope when we go, those those areas around there are there. But overall, this if you like slashers, this is for you. Um, my favorite kill is the shower kill with um Sherry or Cheryl, whatever her name is. Sherry. I don't have a least favorite kill because I honestly like all of them. Oh yeah, my least favorite. I forgot. To, sorry, my least favorite would probably be Miss Allison as well. But I'm saying like that's. It's not a bad one, it's but good. I, like, I don't even have one because of how good everyone is, and you basically see everything. So, but I would I give this movie an eight out of ten. It would be a nine out of ten if those stupid scenes weren't in it, where like they added something different. I don't know, but I really enjoy this movie. I highly recommend it, and that's that. I think it's definitely an underrated movie. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And I wish I knew Cavity Colors had a, a a shirt of it. Yeah, and if it's still out there, I will buy it. I had you. never heard of the movie until you guys mentioned it. Really. Wow. The only reason I bought this Never. is because I'm pretty sure I talked about this before. A couple years ago, this is, I don't collect Blu-rays really anymore. Uh, Blue Underground, which put this out on Blu-ray, they had a sale for like fourteen ninety nine. So I bought this, Maniac, and something else. Like I bought three movies from them. Yeah. And um, that's the only reason I saw it is because of that. When I saw it, I said, how I've never heard of this movie before. And that was probably in 2012, maybe? 2013? 2012? But... Or I feel like if people have heard of it, they've seen like the cover and they go, okay, I know that cover. Because I feel like the cover is kind of popular. Yeah, it is. But I feel like people would see it and say, okay, I don't really want to see this. And then when they yeah. see it's 1981, they're like, how good can this slasher be? But it really is yeah. up there. And I had, fuck, I had something else I was about to say. Oh, Cavity Colors. I don't think they're going to release it again. I think they did a second releasing and that's when I bought it. And it was a buy or die thing where it was released for like uh-huh. 36 hours or 48 yeah, hours. Yeah, I only have like one that. of the shirts. So. Yeah. Um, but that wraps it up for the Prowler from 1981. And the next pick is mine. So we'll go into that. Coming soon to a theater near you. And my next pick is going to be Night of the Creeps from 1986. The night of the formal is finally here. For Chris, Cindy, and JC, it's going to be the best night of their lives. But tonight is also the night of the creeps. From a world unknown comes a nightmare unimagined. First, they are under you. 
around you, on you, and then inside you. And get into your mouth, and you walk around while they incubate, even if you're dead. They are a new breed of terror. Freak! They are a different kind of horror. Zombies, exploding heads, creepy crawlies. We could have a little problem. The creeps are taking over. Oh, I got good news and bad news, girl. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. You have never had a night like this. Night of the creeps. If you scream, you're dead. Never seen it. Have you seen it, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, so I used to have... The, well, what's funny about that is I had uh, the Blu-ray of it. I remember when I lived in Brick, New Jersey, I was cleaning my room and I took my... I had iced tea and I put it on my um, shelf. I knocked it over and it spilled all over the cover and I almost cried. Oh. Literally, the cover was brown. Yeah, I've I've been meaning to rewatch this and I want to watch it with Sam. And um, I know that... Uh, fucking Scream Factory just came out with like a release of it and we've talked about that mm-hmm. already but I just figure it'd be a good chance to just revisit it Tom Atkins is cool um, I haven't seen this in probably like four or five years so give us a nice chance to uh, revisit that you know I haven't seen this in four or five ever Wait, <laughs> you've never seen it Rob right no, he's never no. seen it nope this is why I like being on this podcast so much I love being expo- like if I was not on this podcast, I don't think I would have had the opportunity to even know about the Prowler. Yeah. And I'm so happy that I got a chance to see it. And, like, mm-hmm. I have a, such an understanding of this iconic work from Tom Savini. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised you've never heard of the Prowler. Because, like, I feel like you, you, while you're not as widely versed, maybe, as me and Mark with some horror movies, I feel like you have heard of a lot. Or at least, you know obscure ones. That's what's weird Yeah. To me. Like Rawhead Rex or Rexhead Rex. I, I knew what Rawhead Rex was, but I'd never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so, I'm excited. So that's next. Um, we have one new review, and it comes from M Chick. I believe that's Maria, who already rated the podcast, but she went back and wrote a review for us. So we'll be send- sending her some stickers. It's titled "Such an Awesome Podcast." Hey, if you're a fan of horror movies, old and new, you'll be doing yourself a favor to listen and subscribe. It's like listening in on your buddies as you're talking about a horror flick. These guys make me laugh so much and remind me of some movies that I have loved and some that I love to hate. <laughs> Either way, you'll want to crack open a cold one with the boys while <laughs> listening to these guys. So, shout out to... Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And, um, we appreciate it. We appreciate how loyal of a fan you are. She's always writing to us and letting us know what she thought of stuff. And we really do appreciate the feedback. Um, I don't care if it's from the same person a million times. The fact that we get some kind of feedback is awesome. So yeah, thank absolutely. you so, so much. Fantastic. Um, that's everything for us. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Instagram at Vintage Horror Podcast. You can email us at uh, VintageHorrorPod at gmail.com. Or you can tweet to us at VintageHorror underscore and yell at Mark because... Hey. He doesn't tweet it. Hey, we had one of our first tweets recently, though. You did it, though. Yeah, I know. Go back and retweet it. <laughs> feel feel free to let Deputy Mark over there know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it for us. See ya. Later. See ya. <laughs>